Support for Sponsor Talk and the following message come from Sponsor CX. If you're looking for an innovative, intuitive, and simple way to manage your sponsorships, look no further than this sponsorship management software. Sign up for a demo today and find out how easy it is to manage your sponsors. Learn more at www.sponsorcx.com. Welcome to the Sponsor Talk Podcast, where we interview some of the leading minds in the world of sponsorship marketing and discover the various ways of how brands interact with properties within sports, film, music, the arts, you name it. I'm today's co-host, Avish Sood. You can follow me at Avish Sood on Twitter to engage with our Sponsor Talk community. And hopefully today you've learned something new about the industry and it keeps challenging you to think differently. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Sponsor Talk podcast. It has been a while. Um, We're very fortunate to be back now with two leading executives in the Canadian market who actually know each other very well. Um, They're both joining us today to actually talk a little bit about the changing of the lens and the landscape of the Canadian hockey space. So John Rocco, the Vice President of Marketing um, for Canadian Banking at Scotiabank, is here, as well as Deval Bott, uh, Partner and Creative Director at Rethink. So gentlemen, thank you for joining us and and excited to have this conversation. Thanks for having us. So for anyone listening, you know, we have a lot of people that are in the United States or elsewhere. Um, Quick Coles notes. So Scotiabank is a Canadian headquartered bank, has a really large presence here in Canada, but then also in a lot of high growth markets across the Americas. Um, Here in Canada, very well known for supporting people's goals, both on and off the ice which is a little bit what we're going to be talking about through their commitment with hockey. Um, And the brand has supported over 1 million kids through a local uh, series of community hockey initiatives. From a sponsorship lens, the brand is involved in arts, movies, marathons. If you're Canadian, you know this very well. Um, And they've been doing it for a while. So we'll dive a little bit into the strategy today with John. And then when we talk about uh, their agency, Rethink Canada, It's an independent creative agency that's overlooking marketing for some of the world's largest brands, including Scotia, but also Molson Coors, Ikea, WestJet, and you name it. The company's been named the number three independent agency of the year by Cannes, um, following 11 Cannes trophies. Deval, we'll talk a little bit about that, but that's wild. Um, And they were named back-to-back strategy agency of the year and digital agency of the year in the last two years. Today, let's dive in a little bit about how Rethink is working with Scotiabank and how they're changing the narrative behind hockey. So obviously, thank you for coming. Um, You know, Deval, John, we usually start these conversations with diving a bit into the career paths and the why and the how you got to where you are. So John, maybe I'll start with you. You know, what inspired you to get into marketing and how'd you know it was the right fit for you? Yeah, I mean, great question. I, I didn't, I didn't start in marketing. I didn't study marketing. Um, um, you know, I started my career as a, as an educator, as, as a teacher, um, and uh, you know, the teaching market was not kind um, and and wide open at, at the time. It's been it's been a tight market. So, you know, I took a job uh, at a retailer um, at Loblaws as a buyer, um, and uh, you know, it was supposed to be a temporary thing. Um, but then I got uh, I got obsessed with retail, and um, you know, buying led to some different marketing roles. 
um, through the organization. And then I just kind of, you know, got bit by the bug and, and uh, love the idea of, you know, consumer insights and providing customers with the products and the services they need. And, you know, over my career that, that, that evolved into marketing and brand marketing and digital marketing and in terms of talking about those wants and needs and, and how to bring those to consumers. So, you know, that's been my, that's been my journey. It's been 20 plus years, mostly in, in retail, um, you know, and then an opportunity uh, arose at Scotiabank and, you know, banking wasn't necessarily my, my first choice, but in, in kind of getting in and having conversations and seeing where the organization was going, um, with the brand and really thinking about, you know, banking and finances as, you know, I always thought of it as a very cold and sterile and, and non-creative space. And I was wrong um, because at the end of the day, our money and our relationship with money is, is highly emotional. Right. Um, and it's very important in terms of enabling um, the hopes and dreams that we have. So, you know, it actually is a very uh, fertile creative space and, and the Scotia brand was doing some very interesting things. Um, so that's what that's what led me to um, to take that next step in my career with them. Amazing. And how long have you been with uh, Scotia now? Just under three years. So the pandemic plus a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Deval, what about yourself? What um, what drove you to marketing? How'd you end up at Rethink? Yeah, thanks. Uh, it, it's a, it, it, there's a long version of the story and the short version of the story. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do the short one. But uh I think I think part of me always knew that I had wanted to be in some sort of like a you know creative field and uh, and and, uh, and so whether it be you know films or and I think at a at a very sort of young age impressionable age I think uh, I found myself on a on a actually a commercial uh, ad set and you know I was one of the actors and it's a that that's the long part of the story we won't get into that but. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and I just remember being on set and, and you know, observing a few things and, you know, as, as you kind of do. And I, and I looked around and I saw, I was like, huh, so you, you assume that the, you know, that the director is kind of the captain of the ship and they are on set. They are. But, you know, they kept, they kept checking in with these 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 other people. <laughs> and, and I was like, I wonder who would those guys do? And I looked into it and I was like, oh, that sounds good. Like, you know, that sounds like, like a true creative outlet. And uh and yeah, I just started from there. I, you know, so I, I think for me, I, I, I kind of, a lot of people in our business stumble into it. I think uh, mine was a slightly different story at a very young age. I kind of knew that I wanted to be in an ad agency on the creative side. And, uh, and then I just pursued that, you know, I, I started working in India for a little bit. I, uh, while I was finishing university, so I actually did about a year's, uh, more than a year, actually, now that I think about it, uh, worked at an agency in India and, um, and that was a great experience. And then I came to Toronto after that and, uh, uh, you know, studied here for a bit and then, uh, and then started, yeah, just, uh, I started working, uh, in different agencies and, uh, yeah, uh, kind of rose, rose, rose through, uh, you know, the agency tour of duty as, as you call it, uh, worked at a bunch of places and yeah, find myself at rethink now. Love it. So for anyone listening, that's at a younger age, figuring out their career, obviously two very different paths here. John started out at uh, a lot of the retail side as a buyer. Um, Deval, you started out as an actor, which we'll save for another day for another I story. No, 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 that, that is, uh, <laughs> you know, not really. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it though. I, I love, cause I actually started off in accounting as well. Um, and, you know, we all kind of stumble in, um, in different ways and different facets. So for anyone exploring marketing, a uh, great lesson there is that you can approach it from any angle and there's opportunity for you. 
Um, you know, I want to kind of start off between the professional relationship between Rethink the agency and then Scotia. You know, um, Deval, when we were introducing Rethink, it we talked about it being an independent agency. So I'd love to understand when that professional relationship relationship started with Scotia, but then also what that process was like if you were a part of it or not. Um, in order to have such a large advertiser come on to the, the roster with your team. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, and, and John, feel free to jump in on, on you know, uh, on uh, from your side as well, because, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I think, as John mentioned, right, like this, the pre-pandemic life and pandemic life and, and, and uh, our sort of uh, process of, you know, starting to work with Scotiabank, you know, started, you know, as it, as it normally does, you know, there was an RFP and, and you know, uh, people smarter than me filled that RFP out and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but eventually, you know, we, we got to a stage and, and I think this was, you know, one of the, I, I would say, like the most interesting and unique pitches that we've ever been a part of. I think it was like a first time ever like you know pitching a business completely on on zoom completely virtually like uh you know john and i when we finally met i think it was after like six months of working together yes yeah. <laughs> finally had our first lunch together which is kind of crazy but i think i think it was very unique in that aspect and uh uh you know and 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 frankly i i mean i'm, I'm not just saying this I, I in my sort of i don't know 17 years of doing this uh probably one of the smoothest and most well-run pitches i've ever been a part of um you know, there was no, hey, go back. Can we do this now? Can, can we see that? I think it was it was just very very simple. We I, I believe I mean we had one uh, very important, but uh, you know, but very very great. Uh, it's crazy to say it, but like a Zoom call. <laughs> you know, there yeah. was like there was like I think 25, 30 of us on that Zoom call, but you know, it was uh, it truly was like you know a, a fantastic experience. And then following that, I think there were some conversations and. And then, yeah, and, and we started working with Scotiabank, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, right? Like, uh, but I think we, I think, I think there was something on that call, I think that we all felt at least, and John, I'll speak for our yep. rethink slide. We truly felt like a, the sense of like a real connection. Like we, we genuinely felt like, you know, we, I remember all of us, you know, we got off those calls and as you do, you know, right away, you can jump on another Zoom call and, and you, you talk about what just happened. And I think we sat there for the first 30 seconds, just with big smiles on our faces going like, shit, that would, this, this, this is going to be great. Like, if we get this, this is going to be really, really good stuff. And uh, yeah, so far, uh, so far, knock on wood. Yeah. And I think on, on our side, I think, you know, thinking back to that call, you know, what we felt um, on the client side was it was, you know, it was less about, you could feel those words client and an agency kind of, you know, dissipating. Right. And, and there was a real genuine empathic feeling in the room of, um, the folks at the agency wanting to really know what's important to us and what we want to do with our brand. And, and to me, that was, that was more important than any, you know, list of awards or seeing work. It was, you know, can we understand each other? Um, do we understand what's important to each other? And can we bring that to, to the partnership? So I love that. I, I know how complicated some of the RFP processes are, um, but it sounds like the right match at the right time over Zoom, which we're all having this conversation right now happened, which was, uh, which is amazing to hear. You know, Deval, was there anything from your perspective, as soon as you, you know, started thinking about the Scotia brand when you were in that process or when you, you started as the agency lead that surprised you or you thought might be an amazing opportunity to dive in more. I know we're going to talk about the hockey component right now, 
but was there anything about the brand that really stood out for you as soon as you started working on it? Yeah, I, w- I would say, I think, I think for us, you know, and you, you know, you can't help it, right? You work in an industry long enough and there are certain assumptions and, and hypotheses that you come around. It's like, you know, like banks, banks are tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and you go in with that, but I think what we found quite uh, surprising was, was frankly how, how open <clears throat> to, you know, to sort of uh, a different way of working and, and, you know, just to, some of our ideas uh, that, that everyone at Scotiabank was like, it, it truly felt like, you know, there was, uh, there was always an attitude of like, let's collaborate. It was, you know, we're, we're open to it. And, uh, you know, we brought you guys, we brought everything on for a reason because we want to see different and, you know, kind of disruptive work. And, and I think for us, we felt like, you know, Hey, we'd have to sort of kind of build our trust and eventually kind of get to that. I think what was, I would say not surprising, but like what was kind of refreshing for us was that that, that happened very quickly. Like it, it felt like it was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, on, on a fast track, which just leads to great work faster. You know what I mean? It, it, that's that's kind of the, uh, like, I, I love that the very first thing that we did out of the gate for, for Scotiabank was, you know, I think pretty meaningful work. Yeah. And John, I want to kind of build on that. So, you know, uh, Deval mentioned how quickly things were moving and how fast, um, you know, some of these initiatives were. But when I think of it from an outsider's perspective, you always hear about banks as a slow process when it comes to bringing things to fruition. So is there any truth behind that? Is uh, Were you moving really quickly in terms of some of the advertising initiatives you were working on at the time? Um, yeah, I think on some, on some of them, um, we could move or can move very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think a, a bank is any, any slower than any, than any other large organization. Um, you know, it's a public company. We have a responsibility to shareholders. Um, we have a responsibility to act in a way, um, that's not going to damage the reputation of the bank. So, um, so like any organization, there are, there are, or, you know, things that you want to do to ensure that you're doing the right thing. Um, but I think most importantly for us, um, so yeah, during the pandemic, we worked very fast on getting some messaging out on certain things, um, mm-hmm. lightning fast. And, and on hockey, I think, you know, we took our time um, and it started with research almost a year prior. Um, but I think what's important was that we got it right, right? This wasn't about... Um, getting on a soapbox. This wasn't about getting attention. There was a, there was a sincere understanding that there was an issue that needed to be addressed and we wanted to do it properly. So we took Mm -hmm. the time to make sure that it was authentic, to make sure that we accurately represented the voices that we were, we were talking about within the spot. Um, Because we feel we have a responsibility both societally and financially um, um, to mm-hmm. the health, to the health of the game and our relationship with it. So, you know what, when, when time needs to be taken, we will take it. Uh, when we need to move fast, we will move fast. So, you know, I think that was part of the perception I talked about earlier, why, you know, banking wasn't necessarily a, a career that I thought would be, you know, super dynamic for a marketer, but I, I think it, you know, there's really, there's really no, no more truth to that than there is to anything else. And, and I want to get to the advertising spot in a, in a little bit. Um, but I know, John, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you were, um, you know, interested in consumer insights, kind of taking a bit of the, the analysis and the data and applying that to the advertising. 
So, you know, when we think about overall sponsorship strategy and where Scotia has played historically for so long, arts, entertainment, marathons, um, and then hockey, um, how, how did you come across when you first started or was there any insight that kind of drove Scotia towards those areas as part of the overall sponsorship strategy? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we've gone deeper in some areas like hockey than, than others. Um, but, you know, what it comes down to, and we talk about the Canadian bank specifically, um, we operate in many communities, right? We have a significant impact um, within the communities where we are present, um, both from a personal and a commercial side. Um, so it is important to align ourselves to whether it be um, activities or cultural um, properties uh, that, are, that are important to our customers and the communities, right? And how do we, how do we continue to build vibrant communities where we, where we do business? Um, and how do we raise um, the benefit of Canadian society overall? Um, so for us, it's really important to, um, you know, to put our activities within um, properties that connect to our customers and, and connect to Canada as a whole. So, we, you know, we've over the years gone deeper and deeper into hockey and, you know, that's from a grassroots level all the way up to um, the elite level of the sport in, in, in the NHL. Um, you know, so, so for us, it's really about growing that game and growing something that is so, uh, so connected to the fabric of Canadian society. So I think that's, that's where hockey, we've gone, we've gone deeper in that because we want to make a, a greater impact. Um, and, and as well as in the arts, the arts are a very important part of um, uh, culture as Canadians, things like the Giller Prize, promoting Canadian literature, marathons, uh, promoting participation um, across the country. So all very important things that, that um, enhance the lives of our communities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when, when we, let's, let's um, talk a little bit about hockey because that's why we're here today. And I, before we get into the Hockey for All campaign, which for anyone that hasn't checked it out, we're going to make sure that you do check this out after we have this conversation. Um, but for hockey specifically, John, you know, for anyone that isn't familiar um, with what Scotiabank's doing in the community at a grassroots level, I think everyone listening from a sponsorship lens is familiar with, you know, the huge uh, um, Scotiabank Arena uh, naming rights deal that was so uh, exemplary for our industry here. Um, you know, talk about from a grassroots level, just a little bit about what you're doing in the hockey space here in Canada. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's a, it's a great point to say like that many people are familiar with the sort of the, the big shiny pieces to the property, but you know, what's important to us is, is we keep that game vibrant. So we start at the grassroots, right? So our individual branches have the ability to help support uh, local teams, right. And, and mm -hmm. help, help to bring, uh, bring access to the game uh, for local communities through sponsorship um, through junior hockey um, and, and all the way up, all the way up through the pros. So, you know, starts very much at the community level centered around the branch, um, which is sort of the hub of, of our presence in a lot of those communities. You know, we think about, you know, Toronto and Vancouver and these big, these big cities, but, you know, we're all over the country and, and, um, and in those smaller, maybe not, you know, Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal communities, um, the branch plays a really important role in, in the local community. And, and so to be able to connect with, 
you know, obviously what's important is the local hockey teams and, and making sure that, you know, the kids have that participation. Um, we also uh, do a lot to promote um, equity in the sport uh, with girls hockey. We run girls hockey fest where we take, you know, um, professional and Olympians who come and participate and help grow the game with young girls um, project uh, North where we, um, where we fund equipment that goes into remote communities um, across Canada's North to make sure that people have equipment and access to be able to play the game um, and serving, serving um, uh, communities in need who may, who may not necessarily have, have access to the resources to play the game. So um, all the way across from the elite to, um, you know, the very early beginnings of someone learning to skate, uh, we try and be present. I, I love that. And it's a great example of, you know, a brand um, going way past a lot of the professional sponsorship um, components of it and really making an impact on both the professional side and on the grassroots side um, in some of the local communities. So I'm a big fan of it and advocate of it. Um, and I know a lot of Canadians are. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what you've worked on recently, which is an amazing campaign called the Hockey for All campaign. Um, so you know, maybe Duvall, do you want to start it off by just kind of saying what that campaign is about and, and share a little bit of insight into how it came together? Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, you know, the Hockey for All campaign, I mean, you know, as, as the name suggests, it's, it's, it's a campaign that, that's, you know, uh, that aimed at making, you know, our, our, our beloved game more just more inclusive and, and, and more diverse that hockey is a sport that's for everyone. It doesn't belong to people that belong, that are of a certain race or that are of a certain sex, <laughs> you know what I mean? And which, and, and for us, you know, it's, I think all great ideas start with, with some sort of a tension point. And, 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 and over here, it was, uh, it was a very interesting tension as you know, as, and I appreciate this, you know, more than I think, uh, more than more than most being you know first generation canadian um you know canada is this incredible country that is uh one of the most welcoming one of the most diverse countries in the world you know that there's a there's a reason why i chose to move to canada and uh, compared to a lot of other places and and yet you know it's it's national sport this beloved game that you know canadians love to call their own it doesn't really look like you know or sound like Canada, <laughs> you know, if you, if you really think about it, it's, it's, um, and, and, and that wasn't very, very interesting and powerful tension point for us. Like, why does this game that is, you know, uh, uh, supposed to represent this country, it looks nothing like it. Um, and, and, and that was it. And, and, you know, if you talk about like, you know, I think John sort of touched on it earlier, but, you know, it, um, it's not only is it's the right thing to do from, from, you know, it's the right thing to do perspective you know it also is like you know um scotia is very heavily invested in in the sport and as as a you know as a as as a business you the, you know we kind of need the game to thrive and so so it was it, it was it was definitely you know a no-brainer and i think that was the core genesis of the idea um yeah and and john from your perspective um you know it the the, the actual briefing process and, and kind of what your team was going through as you were um, starting to bring it to the rethink, you know, was that a tension point that you wanted Scotia to help resolve? Or was that something that you already knew was kind of going on? Like, how did 
from a Scotia perspective and, and the client side, um, did you come to this sort of advertising concept? Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it, like, like any great campaign, it starts with good consumer insights, right? Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, we have a, we have a wonderful um, uh, team internally that, that helps us with, with research and insights. And, you know, we did sort of a state of the game on, on hockey and where it was at, and we started to see these themes um, bubbling up, right? Um, around, you know, it's Canada's game, but it doesn't look and feel like Canada. And, you know, there's a lot of feel-good advertising around hockey, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, we did a lot of it too. Um, but I think, you know, underneath it, there was a truth that, that, um, we felt we had a responsibility to highlight and, and to Deval's point, both from a societal standpoint, which is where it, where it really started, um, sincerely. Um, and then as a financial standpoint, when you're investing in something, you want to make sure that that thing is growing and it's vibrant. Um, and, you know, we do sponsorships because of associative equity. Right. So, so you want mm-hmm. that equity to be strong and growing. Um, but over the past couple of years, there's been a lot of things in society that have sparked these conversations. Um, and, you know, we felt it wasn't something that we, we could wait to do. Right. And, you know, we saw um, issue after issue from, you know, call it Colin Kaepernick to George Floyd to some of the some of the things that we saw last summer in, in the European Cup, um, you know, with the with the English uh, football squad. Um, so it was bigger than soccer. It was it was a part of society, and we needed to address it. And we felt we had a very strong insight that said, you know, this this national treasure, which is so beloved, um, has it has a truth to it that we need to address. Um, and so that was the tension point and it, and it started with very strong insights. Um, and we had a choice. We could say, great, let's do some feel good stuff, or we can be honest. All right. And, and, um, we can start a conversation to help make this better. Um, and I think that was, that was the genesis of it. Um, and that was that research led to, you know, the phenomenal, uh, creative idea that, that rethink brought back to us. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to get into the authenticity of it and, and um, the execution and how that whole process came together. Um, but this is a focus group of, of one person with me right now, but I grew up in Markham, Ontario. For, that's in Canada for anyone listening. Um, I always wanted to play ball hockey with the local kids on the street. But I remember at the time, it was 2011, 2001, I was 11 years old, picked up my stick, went to go make some friends. But I'd always be called Osama bin Laden, like these names that were really hurtful at a youthful age at that time. And it just kind of, you know, when I saw the campaign and, and felt the campaign, there was this authenticity of many people just like me that grew up trying to get into hockey, play hockey. And there was a bit of a barrier point. Um, so it, it did prevent me from exploring that game a little bit more. But it's uh, it's something that I personally related to, and and I'm very happy that I was able to get you both on the show here uh, to talk a little bit about because it is a, a, a an insight, as you mentioned, John, in um, the state of the game, you know, at least in the past little while, and and where it's moving towards is positive, but there's still some work to be done for sure. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about uh, the authenticity or the the component of ensuring that the campaign didn't come across as performative. And I think that's something that, you know, as marketers, we're always thinking through is, 
how do we make an impact or how do we be authentic with the message and story we're trying to tell um, versus, you know, a consumer reading through that in a negative light. So Deval, from an ideation standpoint or execution standpoint, how'd you make it feel real? Yeah, um, that's a that's a that's a great question, and I think I think when you when you do anything like this, uh, I, I know it's it's such a buzzword that everyone uses. Oh, we want to be authentic, but I think it becomes like it, it truly is important when when you when when you're talking about work like this, because because uh, if it's not if it's not genuine and if it's not coming from you know that place, you can feel it. So for us, it was really important that. You know anything that that we put on screen like we spend you know the team spend uh, i would say you know like months just talking to these different athletes and you know the kind of this the kind of interview we're doing right now imagine that happening over you know like with, with 25 different people and truly getting them you know just how you opened up about your experience you know these athletes they opened up about theirs and the things they'd heard the things they'd experienced you know the things everything that they are that they lived through and and everything you see on that film is 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 things that 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 came from those conversations you know what i mean and mm-hmm. um and i think that's why you feel it and i think that's why when you watch it you know you find your shared experience in there and that's why you know uh, it it resonates so much with with, with so many people cuz it's not made up you know and cuz there are things that happen in life that you can't make up you know you, you know what i'm saying and uh and I think I think that's a big part of it, and 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 the other part of it, and I'll let John talk more about this. But you know, the it's it, it, it's authentic and and real because it is. You know, uh, for us, it was really really important, and we talked at great lengths about this as 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 a group. That it was we had to make sure that, that there was solid a solid foundation of actually doing things, like actually supporting causes, and actually like you know. Um, and not, and not just you know being like cool we're gonna do this great commercial and then uh, and then awesome like we just solved racism you know amazing <laughs> uh, and and I think uh, I think it's uh, Kosha is very very deeply involved and there's some deep roots and in, in the community and the programs that they've supported so uh, that makes it real too you know yeah and and I think you know an important piece as we were um, building this and and gaining alignment throughout the organization um, was. It wasn't just, to your point about performative, it wasn't just one ad, right? This was the start mm-hmm. of a platform, right? So we, we have deepened our um, relationships with other groups, um, Hockey Diversity Alliance, um, Women's Hockey, um, it, all, all different organizations that help support this message to help us um, address these issues um, at, at the grassroots. So this is really a platform that will continue over time. So it wasn't, it's, it wasn't just one ad where we made a statement and then walk away. And, and, and to be clear, there's a lot of good in the game, right? So we, we don't want this message to be that, you know, hockey is horrible or hockey is racist or like, that's not the case. Um, totally. But there are issues within the sport that reflect broader issues within society and this game and the importance of this game to, to the fabric of our identity as Canadians can serve as a place where we can, where we can make those things better. Um, And there are, there are issues within the game and we don't, we didn't want to shy away from that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 90% of the game can be fabulous and 10% could have issues, 
but we want to use those, that 10% to, to close that gap. And, and, um, and cause we felt that was important, right. But this is, this is really about a long-term platform on, um, making the game vibrant and, and, and being very Canadian. Right. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's such a good point. Like, um, just overall that it is reflective of, um, or, or, or the game necessarily hasn't always been reflective of so many Canadians um, that are living in this country. And I think just opening up those doors is just making the game more positive. Um, not that it was negative before, it was an amazing sport. It is a Canadian sport, um, but it just helps us continue to grow the game with new audiences and, and make everyone feel included, which is amazing. Um, you know, John, you mentioned the PWHPA, you can play um, the Hockey Diversity Alliance with Akeem Alou and his group. You know, all of these organizations Scotiabank is a partner of. Now, is that was that an extension of this campaign? Has that, how, how did some of those um, partnerships kind of come to life uh, on your side? Yeah, I would say, you know, some, some existed um, in, in some form, but you know, we felt that this platform was a way to galvanize those um, mm-hmm. and to really lean into some of the relationships that we we're starting to develop with, with different organizations and also to look for more organizations that supported this, um, that supported this message. Um, and so, you know, again, it's a platform that we will build on. Um, we will continue to uh, support groups that we've had relationships. We'll look for more groups. Um, that support this this message of diversity and inclusion within the game. Um, so uh, we that that is something that is just going to keep the platform um, vibrant and growing. I love it. I love it. Um, Deval, I, w- I do want to talk a little bit because we were mentioning about the authenticity of it, and and part of you know as a viewer, what I felt um, felt so real about it was a few things: the voiceover, but specifically the script and and the casting. Now, from the casting perspective, um, for background for people that are going to see the ad, PK Subban, obviously an uh, infamous hockey player here in Canada, um, Harrison Brown, the first openly transgender athlete in professional hockey, Ethan Bear is participating in the ad, Billy Bridges, um, you know, Paralympic gold medalist, and then Gina Hefford, um, you know, four-time Olympic gold medalist. All of these people have shared experiences in some of the things that the ad was talking about. So I just wanted to pause and say, you know, that process of bringing the casting together and the people in the ad, you know, what was that like? And, and how'd you figure out that these folks were, were the ones that we needed to, to bring together for this? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the process was, I have to say, you know, uh, yeah, when you think about like a, a spot with the, such a, uh, an ensemble cast and, you know, high profile names, um, you think of, you know, difficulties and agents and, and all that fun stuff. But, uh, but to be honest, like, you know, I think everyone, everyone we talked to, they really wanted to be a part of this. They, they, they truly and honestly did like, uh, and, and, and you could tell that it, it you know, it, it meant something to them to be, everyone was like incredibly cooperative and, you know, with their t- generous, with their time, as I said, like, you know, the teams are having conversations with athletes for, you know, hour long conversations just to understand the experience and that, you know, all of that is what made it so good. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say that that was great, but I think, I think for us, like when we, when we started writing the script and, you know, and, and it was very interesting, like, you know, even when we uh, were, were getting the script approved with Scotiabank, you know, it was always like, 
you can't write, you, can't, you know, like it was, the script was approved as like this very, very sort of, you know, moving piece where that was, that was, and we, you know, we all agreed that this was going to grow and evolve as we went. And, and a lot of the people that are in the spot, you know, I remember as we were going through the process, you know, the whole Ethan Dare incident happened, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we were like, wow, I think we, I think we have someone that, that represents, you know, that voice that, that we need to include in the spot. And we, you know, we, we brought him on board and kudos to the Scotia team for, you know, like signing him on and all that stuff. And like, I think what seemed like crazy fast time and, 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 and then there are some stories that just made sense. Like, you know, we all know PK, we, we all know his, and, you know, he's a piece of a long association with Scotia bank. Uh, but, but yeah, I think that, that honestly, was a very fluid process. Like we kind of wanted to see what are some stories, what are some, uh, some things that are in culture, you know what I mean? That, that, that people know about, like, like we know that, um, that, you know, like Ethan had been in the news, you know, uh, Harrison, uh, as well, you know, we've all heard about PK stories. And, and I think that was part of what we wanted. It's like, so we don't have to explain to people, you know, even without the explanation, people know that. Uh, know about some of these experiences that we faced. And and John, from your perspective, when when your team saw the script, like obviously it's it's based off a lot of real comments um, that many of those athletes have experienced, but it is a very like sombering, you know, reality. Now, as as a as a bank, as a financial institution, you know, was it harder to get internal buy-in with a concept like this overall, even though it's a long-standing platform. Um, was there any difficult conversations that your team had to have, or was this you knew right away the right idea? This ha- we could make an impact here. Yeah, I think. Listen, when I saw it, I, I knew it was the right idea, and I knew it was something special. Um, and you know, as a longtime marketer, I was preparing for difficult conversations. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say it was one of the easier approval processes that I had been through uh, in my career. And I think it was two things because it was so well done and so well rooted in the insights um, that it was, it was undisputable um, and also reflects the values of the organization um, mm-hmm. and, and, and our, our views on, on both growing the game and, and from societal views. So, you know, I think, you know, the process, you know, the, the, the script gets pitched and then it goes through 700 different changes and, you know, death by a thousand cuts and it comes out the other side looking like something very different. And I think Deval, keep me honest here. I think, you know, it, it is as close to what was initially presented as anything I've ever seen. Um, and, and I think that really reflects um, how insightful um, and how, uh, how true uh, the script was to, to the emotion at the time. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I expected it to be a, a tough process. I think we had good, honest conversations. And, and I think the conversations we had were around, um, if we're going to do this, let's make sure it's right. Let's make mm-hmm. sure it is authentic, right? So um, that it's not performative, that let's make sure the platform is there. Um, that demonstrates that 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 our commitment to this is is something that is significant. Um, and that was important, and I think it was important to show it, it is heavy, but we wanted a sense of optimism in it, mm. um, and uh, we wanted to make sure that that came through because 
because it is a, a fantastic game. And we wanted to show not just, you know, here are horrible things that happened to, uh, to individuals, um, but how they rose above that um, as examples and as beacons, right, um, for the sport. So um, we wanted to make sure there was a sense of optimism. So I would say the conversations, the honest conversations that we had internally was about making sure that the spot was going to be successful because the message was so important. Awesome. So, John, you mentioned, uh, and Deval, you mentioned that this is a platform, right? And this is something that um, the teams have come together to, you know, inspire change and have an optimistic message for inclusivity. So, so what's next for the Hockey for All campaign for people to expect, or, or what are you working on to help continue the momentum? Uh, yeah, I think the next, you know, the next thing we're going to see is, is, um, uh, our next athlete story, which um, which will be will be launching in February, um, which is a, a story around Akima Lu's journey, um, which will be um, launching in in concert with Black History Month, and um, really highlights the journey that that he he went on personally. Um, so it's really about the athlete stories that will continue to um, highlight which highlight both the organizations that we are partnering with in, in a deeper way than, than in maybe in a launch spot, which, which touches on them. Um, and then we'll go deeper into some of the athlete stories. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and all, you know, it's, and, and it's, I think, I think it's the, the, I think the work of hockey for all, frankly, is is, is it's never going to end. It's never going to change. And and no. we feel like it's it's one of those platforms that that will all there'll always be work to do. There'll always be more people to bring into the game. And and I think our goal is that you know to frankly uh, keep 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 doing it, keep doing it, uh, keep doing the work that needs to be done, and. Uh, uh, to you know, to grow the game, to keep it healthy, to keep it fun, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Uh, and 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 yeah, and, and you know, I think there are planned things that are there, but I think there will always be moments in time that emerge, you know, that that present opportunities where there's where there's a need for a voice, you know what I mean, to to do the right thing. So the hope is that you know we can create something uh, and keep building on it. Uh, uh, you know, till it becomes like an, uh, an important voice in the game, in the country. Well, well, thank you, John. Thank you, Duvall, for coming on the show today. It's an important message. Um, it's an optimistic message around inclusivity and diversion and the importance of it, um, especially here in Canada. And I just wanted to say a quick thank you to the work that you've done with this campaign, but also to the work that you're, you're inspiring others to do as marketers. Um, so thanks for coming on and sharing that story. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate thanks it. for having us. Great conversation. As always, thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to follow us at Sponsor Talk on Twitter and the sponsorship space on LinkedIn to join and engage with our community. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and have a great day.